So I was super excited yesterday when I found this um, clip, basically, of Charles Murray admitting an idea, right, that I have been defending, that I have been thinking about. And that is the idea that when you have unlimited information and you have to make a decision and there's no way for you to gather additional information about someone, um, you are allowed, right, allowed in the sense of it being morally okay or it being rational, reasonable. That's what I mean by allowed. We should be allowed to use any information that we want to, whether that's statistically that, um, you know, blacks commit more crimes, statistically that blacks have lower IQ than whites or Asians, statistically that Jewish people have the highest IQ, even more so than, you know, East Asians. Um, we should be allowed to use these statistics to make um, not declarations, right, but, but make um, estimates or, or um, probabilities, <laughs> probability assessment. doesn't mean that it will come true. It just means that in the absence of uh, complete information about an individual, we should be allowed to use stereotypes or statistical probabilities <laughs> about a person. Like if they're black, we should be able to use so different types of statistics of group averages to bring to bear, you know, a, a potential decision about this individual um, in the moment. This is reasonable. It's rational. But um, <clears throat> so um, I did find a, a clip and I'm not going to post it here because there's a lot of people here that don't like, you know, what I'm saying. So I'm not going to post it here, but I did find a source where, in fact, he admits it. He admits that we should judge people. It's a moral responsibility to judge people as individuals, right? So while I'm interviewing someone, I don't, ha I don't need to, to worry about their race. I don't care what their race is because I potentially have an a limited amount of time if I want to to investigate this person, get them to take an IQ test, a skills test, measure their ability, right? I can ask them questions endlessly, right? And that, in that case, um, we have the time to make a judgment about this person based on their individual skills, based on them as a person and an individual. And I believe in individualism, right? But, 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 at the same time, we're faced with making judgments all the time where we don't, where we have limited informa information, where we don't have the time, right, where we can't gather all the information about this one individual on the street, right? And I, I bring up the crime, my crime story, <laughs> not my crime story, but I bring up a crime example where you're walking down the street and there's a black guy <laughs> coming towards you. You know, I can't, I can't ask him his resume. I can't interrogate him. I don't know anything about this guy. All I know is that he's black and that he may be a threat to me. <laughs> and, and it's perfectly reasonable for me to use average, group averages of black people, right? He's a, he, if he happens to be male, if he happens to be a, be, be a young guy, right? Um, depending on maybe location to setting, I'm allowed to use, uh, 
um, statistical probability to say he might be a threat to me, <laughs> right? I don't have unlimited information. I'm, my information about him is limited. I don't know anything about him. All that I know is that um, <laughs> he's black and he's statistically more likely to commit a crime. And especially if I'm a female, if I'm a white female, I have every reason <laughs> to be afraid of this guy. Now, um, this is the problem in our country. We, you know, black people in this country, they're so offended all the time that, that look at the Travis McMichael case. And I am shocked, shocked at the number of people who are not thinking rationally <laughs> about this case. There's, a, there's many facets of this case. But what has been the motivation of the blacks and then blacks in general, right? They see that if anyone associates their race with crime, that that's somehow racism, right? Even though this, this Ahmaud Arbery guy, right? He was, he was clearly staking out places, right? He clearly had a criminal history. Um, and he clearly wasn't trying to learn how to become an electrician and just like looking at this one gig, you know, place like that's such just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> um, now, why were the Travis, why was Travis Michael condemned and the other McMichael guy, the father and the other guy? They said, you know, the blacks in this country basically think that, that, that whites were only suspicious of him because of his race. Right. I mean, that wasn't the only reason. That had a factor in factor, yes, right? Probably it had a factor, <laughs> but it wasn't the only reason. It was based on his behavior, right? It was based on the fact that this Ahmad Arbery was a little thief, right? And they had seen him before <laughs> in the neighborhood. But let's just say that they didn't know his history, right? Because they didn't know anything about this guy. They didn't know his name. They probably didn't have his, his police records. So let's say that they didn't know his criminal past. And that's fine. They did, they did see this individual numerous times. There had been thefts in the neighborhood. They did see him casing. They did see him entering a property that, where he wasn't supposed to be, right? And at the time, civil civilian arrests were legal. That's, that's called ex post facto when we tr criminalize behavior, you know, um, after the fact, right? But it was lawful. It was lawful when they did it. They only changed the law after this case. That should give you one reason to suspect. But number two, we, we in this country, white people are allowed to stereotype blacks. You know, I'm really sorry that your race happens to mit, commit lots of crime, right? And you're, maybe you're a black guy who's the sweetest black guy ever, never committed a crime. Great. That's fine. Not all black people are criminals, but a lot of blacks are, you know, and it's too bad. It's too bad. Maybe you should be mad at people that happen to be your racial group that give your race this bad stereotype, right? But white people in this country, it should not be a crime <laughs> to use average statistics of different racial groups to make decisions when you have unlimited information. Unlimited information is key, right? Um, stereotype happens. Stereotyping is not a crime, right? It is a is it a predictive tool. It's not declarative. But saying saying that all black people are criminals. Now that would be uh, what I consider declarative, you know. And I hate to use the word racism because a lot of people don't know what that means. 
Um, but I would say if you're if you're making a statement that all black people are criminals, right, that you're not going to look at any individuals, not going to make exceptions. Now, that would be racism to me. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you're looking when you have unlimited information, you're allowed to use group statistics, group averages to come to bear on a prediction you're making, right? A decision you have to make in the moment. Do I trust this individual or do I not trust this individual? What is the most likely scenario to happen here? Um, you should be allowed to, to incorporate this information. Um, I was looking at insider trading the other day, and I think there's different facets of insider trading. But what the law and what people, um, what, what I, how I think this relates is that we have different amounts of information about a stock, trying to make a decision. And it's almost like with insider trading rules, they're trying to squash out all possible forms of asymmetric information. Where somebody knows something, other people don't, it's not really fair. That's kind of a basic thing that we kind of all grasp. But no one is gonna have all the information. That's just an idealistic way of looking at the world. Um, so in some respect, I don't like insider trading laws and that you can never stomp out, you know, all types of, you know, asymmetric information. That shouldn't be our goal. Um, so what is the goal of insider trading? A lot of people say, well, it's fraud. Yeah. But I mean, just having information that someone else doesn't have does not mean I've deceived someone. So there is, there is something going on here that I have to still investigate. But how does, how does this relate to the topic of, of race and, and using information? Well, not everyone has the same information. I don't know everything I need to know about, about every single individual black person that I might come across. And that's okay, because it's not real life. It's not a real life situation where I'm going to know everything about everybody that I meet. I'm only going to be able to know, know someone if I... You know, maybe maybe interviewing somebody, right? Maybe giving them a skills test, maybe looking through their criminal history. I don't know. Talking to them for a long time, figuring out what drives them, what motivates them. What's their idea of justice? What's their idea of fairness? You know, but that takes a long time. And I can't, you know, I, we're, every person that we meet, we cannot uh, ask them, you know, these 500 questions that we'd like to know about them. We have to make split decision, split second decisions about someone in most of our life, right? Most of our life, we're making quick judgments, right? And we try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I do at least, at least when my safety is not on the line, right? When my safety is not on the line, I'm more quick to judge, right? I'm in some kind of setting where I'm around a lot of people, uh, that I don't know, right? Maybe, uh, they, they look, they, I mean, I, I protect my safety, right? And so they, they could be the sweetest guy in the world, but I don't know that, right? They, there, there used to be this saying, right? Whenever, you know, people were talking about serial killers and Ted Bundy, the Ted Bundy's of the world. Oh, he was so charming. He was so sweet, right? And he was a white guy. And a lot of white girls, you know, were charmed by him. And, you know, Technically, a serial killer could be anybody, right? It could be anybody. Uh, somebody out to hurt you could be anyone right now. It's rare, right? It is rare, right? We take risks all the time where our risk of getting, you know, in a car accident or whatever. 
getting murdered. I mean, it's, it's rare that, that it could happen to you, but we still try to take preservation steps. We try at least the reasonable, rational people, I'd say, common sense people, take reasonable, rational, rational steps to help mitigate their chances of being a victim of a crime. Now, that includes living in certain neighborhoods, not wanting to go to certain neighborhoods, right? Understanding race, understanding race relations in this country. I was just watching the OJ trial reaction. There's a bunch of videos. There's a great one by Jesse Lee Peterson that I'm currently kind of watching where he's interviewing like three, three or four different black people about the reaction. You know, the reaction was blacks were cheering. This was obviously a case, if you look into it, where blacks were trying to get, get, get back at whites, right? They weren't looking at the individual case. This proves most blacks who were cheering, right, at the OJ trial were, were pretty much just flat out racist, right? They hate white people. They took it upon themselves to cheer when OJ got off, right? Uh, they're just black racists in this country. Nobody calls them out. I mean, maybe they called them out back then, right? I was just, I was too young to be <laughs> uh, aware, really, of the OJ trial, what was going on at the time. But um, it, it's in what Leon, Leonard Peikoff has analyzed this um, case in a lecture where he says, you know, the OJ case will never date. It is what Ayn Rand would call an eternal concrete. Uh, it's, it forever will embody sort of the essence of an error, right? The error that we're still in, which is this idea that blacks in this country are racist, right? They always want to say how white people are racist. Well, you know what the most racist group in this country is? It's blacks. It really is. Because what, what, what did black people do wrong when they were cheering for OJ when he got off? Well, they substituted in uh, this case. This case was about individuals, but they made it just about black versus white, right? They didn't look at the individuals. And when you're on a jury, you have a duty to look at the individuals in the case, right? But they just, just this jury didn't do that, right? And the blacks that cheered, they, they too weren't looking at the case. They were just looking, oh, black versus white and blacks won. Now, now in, in, in interviews with these, with these blacks that cheer, cheer the OJ release, they're like, oh, well, now they know how it feels. Okay. That's just revenge type attitude. That, and that just shows it's just pure hatred. It's pure rage from blacks, you know, and I would argue that that has gotten worse in this country. Now we have Eli Mistel, black lawyer, right? activist guy goes on MSNBC all the time, comments on law. We, ha we have a, a, a Harvard trained graduate black lawyer guy advising publicly. And this guy still has a job, gets speaking gigs, advising publicly that blacks should always just get blocks off and not never convict, especially when it's a black on white case. If you're sitting on a jury, that's what he argues. That's black racism. Why are blacks in this country never called out on their racism, right? And why do they think that white people, if they're going to make split-second decisions with unlimited information about blacks, why do they think that's racism, right? But why do blacks not get called out on their racism 
their true racism, right, of us versus them in the OJ case, right? I don't know. I think white people just feel sorry for blacks. I don't feel sorry for them. I do not feel sorry for black people. I think that whites just feel sorry for them and they're just saying, okay, these blacks have a reason to be angry and mad. We'll just let them get away with their racism.